Hello everybody, it's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. On this week's show, Ben Free and Brother Lloyd join me in taking a look through some of the gaming news that's caught our eye from across the industry this week. As well as that, one lucky viewer will be able to win a copy of the new Eastern Front compilation book for Midwar from Battlefront and to go with it, the Stalingrad starter set, so a core set of Germans and Russians to set off against each other as you begin your deep dive into World War II wargaming, all from store.ontabletop.com. To be with a chance to win, you need to be a subscriber to our YouTube channel and pop a comment below. If you can do all the other socially stuff and ding the dongs and hit the thumbs up as well, that's always awesome and helps us out a lot. Now sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, folks, and welcome to another Weekender. This week, I'm joined by Brother Lloyd. Hola, peeps. He's, he's heard rumours of crude in the news. Mm. And Ben and Free are with me as well, as always. <laughs> uh, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the things that have caught our eye over the last seven days across the tabletop gaming industry. But we're going to kick things off with a interesting bit of uh, news from... Uh, Cassowary, possibly not how that's pronounced, but that's how I'm going with it, uh, publishers, because the Great Wargaming Survey of 2022 is now available for people to join in with. Yep. Uh, if you are not aware of the survey, it's been going since, oh, 2013, 2014, something like that, years and years and years and years. Uh, and it takes about five minutes to go through, and it just gives them uh, a sort of an idea of what's going on in the world. Yeah. Which is always interesting because they then publish the results later on. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you have not seen them, yes. you can you can go in after the fact. So it normally takes them a little while to uh, sort of digest and fire it out there. But you get to see things like um, what sort of... Uh, Let's see. What do we like is the first category. Well, yeah. Well, in this case, I've gone to historicals, fantasy, sci-fi, or mix. Uh, but it, it gives you the full breakdown of what's going on, then also their interpretation of the numbers, uh, because, you know, no good surveys worthwhile without the statistical analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you they're missing a category, though. Go on. Do you think I, so? I bet you they're missing the most important category. Uh-huh. Trains? What crap did you buy that's still in your boxes behind you? Huh? They, do huh? Ask, they do ask how much you're going to spend and how that compares to the previous year. Um, so, you know, and then they do ask how much of your collection is painted. And how, oh, many oh, miniatures, and how many miniatures you think you own as well is one of the other ones. Yeah. Hmm. So. But it means so they ask that question, but in a nice yeah. way. In a yeah. nice way. <laughs> in a correct way, yeah. Without baiting you yeah. out, yeah. But yes, yeah, so you can see things like... Um, the eras of history that uh, are most prevalent with people playing um, or gaming on a whole. So uh, I want to say goes one is the most interested and um, 
six was the least What's interesting. What's the count? Is this, an, is this uh, an actual, this is, is a the live count? Of, yeah, a number of respondents who have put I'm that. Who this put is from 2021. This yeah. is yeah. from 2021. Oh, it's the recap. Okay. This yeah. is the recap. So you can go down through and you can see where you set along the, the curve. Um, where's the, do you want to see the what, what we like? I'll quickly throw that one up, but I want to see the uh, buying the toys, I think, maybe it. Um, because they do go into metal, plastic, and that sort of thing. Nice. Yeah. So playing the game, painting the miniatures, hanging out with friends, collecting, background research, blah, 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 blah. These are the, the categories. And uh, where people sit and also the age group within them. Nice. It's it's not a particularly – this one isn't particularly different. But In many go, respects, go, you can see go, the – Go back up, though, Jay. So yep. cumulative percentage. Mm-hmm. So what we like, am I reading this right? So 100% of people like building the optional army list, the no, optimal that's, army no, list. No, that's what? your cumulative. So you're, you need to look at percentage of the second column. So playing oh, the that's the one we're looking for. And then because ah. <laughs> ah, Cap- <laughs> yeah, I was looking at going, that can't be right. Yeah. 100% of people like no. being cheesy. Uh, almost <laughs> almost <laughs> just one and a half percent of Pistons are 1%, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 1% of the people own 100% of the filth army lists. (laughs) Bernie Sanders was right. But you can see how, you know, the age demographics shift for certain things from their color coding. And this one is fairly fairly static. It's amazing. If this is the buying the toys, there we go. Counts of hobby spending by spending. So, yeah, you can see how trends have changed. 53% of people lie to themselves that they will consider spend considerably <laughs> less than the previous year <laughs> that will flip over time i bet there's people lying about that answer as well there's definitely definitely more oh yeah yeah but yeah it's, it's a fascinating read it's interesting to see how things go you can go back and look at the previous surveys uh from previous years yeah um and then if you take the time to fill it in you get uh i want to say it's five issues of um yeah, it's, it's articles five or five articles, articles yeah. from previous issues um, as free downloads, and also a five euro discount voucher for the the uh, publisher's website. Yeah, which you, you also get point to a drawer as well, which is cool. So yeah, yeah. You might win some win some goodies for taking part at the same time. So. That how much you're going to spend category though? It's going to be terribly skewed. I mean, if I was filling in this survey and Anna, the missus, walked in. And I was at that section. She's this like, is what, what you, I mean. What are you filming in there? Oh, way less than last year. Exactly the, what the, I mean. you, get a, you get a value one as well. And the top bracket is £1,600 in the, in the year. Uh, so or more. So, you know, it's, you're going 600 I mean, that's, that's for nothing. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's, that's like one a, week of Jerry's life. That's, that's <laughs> a, that's a, I know. That's, that's a quarter. That's not a year. That's a quarter. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, if you fancy um, giving your two pence uh, to Wargame Soldiers and Strategy, let them know what you think about uh, your gaming and how it fits in. You'll be able to see um, whether or not you buck the trend or whether you're straight down the middle like the old crusties that we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's always worth doing. And uh, as Ben says, you've a chance to win boxes of stuff as well. And even if you don't win, you've still got the uh, the free articles and stuff. Are you calling us the lukewarm water in the middle, Jerry? Is that what you say we are right in the middle? The lukewarm water. I'm calling us the slightly warm patch in the swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That 
how I choose to interpret it. Um, you can't tell me different. Uh, no, I can smell is chlorine. Oh, well, you know. Uh, at least it's chlorine. And a blue dye following you. And a blue dye following you around. Right. Shall we get stuck into the show proper then? Ah, uh, yes. It is time once again for the most important part of the show. It's time for the Indie of the Week. Oh. And this week, this week I'm going for um, a relatively new company. Right. Um, so not a massive range, adding to it all the time. Big picks, um, big picks, big picks. Spin the wheel, spin well. the wheel. You might be lucky. Maybe. But it's uh, tabletop art out of Germany. Um, now, like I say, it's a relatively small range. Some are more sort of filled in than others, uh, mm -hmm. but they do sort of bits and bobs on the side of gaming. So the tree and the bases, mm -hmm. paraphernalia for dioramas or sculpts, that sort of thing. But they've also started adding miniatures to it. Miniatures are quite attractive. Skulls. Um, and skulls, <laughs> because everybody likes skull sets. One oh. of them's got a hat on, which is, you know, in, in and of itself has got to be worthwhile. Look, skulls. Look, oh. relatively sized picture as well. Yeah. yeah. That won't happen all the time. <laughs> just saying. There's no point in getting too on board with that. <laughs> uh, but we'll start with we'll start with the pictures, shall we? Because we can of the big miniatures. Um, split into a couple of different sections. We'll leave the animals until last. Uh, but the first off, and what caught my eye and why we ended up here, uh, was some Landsteckt ogres. Uh, yeah. Anybody who's done any sort of ogring around in the old world uh, <sighs> will know that having Imperial ogres is a thing of beauty. Oh, and yeah. should always be added to every tabletop all the time. I got to get me some of those slippers. They look so comfortable. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> You notice the holes in the front? They're actually Crocs. Uh. <laughs> I'm not so keen on them now. No. Uh, paints up in the colors of Altdorf yeah. as well, uh -huh. Uh -huh. which is uh, the worst state you can pick if you're an Empire player, just say. <laughs> Look at these picks, people. I know, I'm sorry. I, I found a great one last week where they had really nice stuff, but it shrunk when you clicked on it. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, went, it went in reverse. Um, so kind of everything. I was hoping for more of the same from this. But uh, not to be, unfortunately, not to be. But uh, these guys are brand spanking new, and there are three of them currently. So as you oh. can see, gorgeous figures for, well, obviously, Ninth Age and Fantasy Empire, right yeah, on board more time for those. Well. Yeah. More time, yeah. So if you're a classic Wamster player or one of its derivatives, then they perfect for that but there's no reason why you couldn't use them in other games so kings of war and the like or if you want to start chucking in some fancy ogres not your regular stinking ogres but fancy ogres into your games of frostgrave or um silver bayonet i think has ogres in it as well certainly has trolls then you can oh, vary things up with these so there's a guy earning his pay and i would hate to attempt to have to try and put him down oh yeah <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any sort of uh any gap in the armor? Yeah. I mean, look at Wait, that. Tana, but there's a massive gap where his cog face is. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's probably enameled blue and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's not cloth at all. That's more metal. People think that's the soft underbelly, and when they go in for a strike, they get clubbed over the head Bang. with a flamberge. <laughs> Bang. Down comes the dynamite. But yeah, there are only three at the moment. I say only three. Um, 
It's enough for a crusade. It is enough for a crusade, which is all you really yeah. need in life. <laughs> and they can always add more in the future. But uh, but I like them, the great, great sword wielding Ogres. So they're always good and definitely worth the pay. You only really need about three, though, for a unit of Ogre. Oh, oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, for a regiment in Kings of War, three is a regiment. And then you can go to six if you want to go for a horde. Um, townsfolk miniatures. We talked about these a lot with uh, other people like Dunkledorf and the like uh, a little while ago. Um, but these are gorgeous. And then recently, oh, oh, it'll come to me. Recently, somebody's done a fan version of Gangs of Rome, but essentially a medieval slash fantasy version. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And obviously you have to have mob bases in that as well. So having medieval looking townsfolk that you can add in to your mob bases is always good for a laugh sally forth it's on the sally forth blog if you like gangs ah, of Rome, okay. you can download it there um you still need a copy of the gang's rules but anyway so yeah they've done a nice set of robin hood miniatures recently just yeah. to go off on a tangent but uh, I, uh, <laughs> oh, so, yeah. sally forth will be selling forth as an indie in the not too distant future don't yeah. worry there's plenty of stuff in there it's a wonderful are... NPCs, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're great for just adding a little bit of colour to games and, mm. you know, building on the narrative and stuff. And yeah. there are plenty of, especially solo skirmish games nowadays, yeah. that require you to have NPCs. And, you know, these are looking great. So mm-hmm. Perfect for Mordheim. He's got a fish. He has got a fish, yeah. Which is the eternal symbol of Mordheim. Yeah. <laughs> the most important part of Mordheim yeah. is having a fish. It just <laughs> needs a few legs and away you go. So. Mm, let's hope not. <laughs> Plus the uh, the townsfolk, I think, are absolutely gorgeous. They have a very realistic medieval feel to them, so they yes. could easily be historical. Yes, if you're mm-hmm. after some townsfolk or civilians yeah. for a, a regular historic game, if you need a baggage train or some civilians to be uh, escorted out of town, then you can definitely do that without them looking too fantastical. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it's an awesome hat. That's do they come? Do they come with the sculpted bases? No, but they sell the sculpted uh, bases course, separately. Right. Yeah, um, <laughs> in their store. Um, so the little bases are are not there. Ooh, there's quite a few of them actually. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's eight in total. Then is there? Yeah. I think there's twelve in total. Three sets of four. Right. So nice. That's, oh, that's, that's plenty that you need. I, I, yeah. There's a, a very rust looking fellow. Yeah, yeah, like like a, looking at that, thinking, "Well, oh, I could fit him in." <laughs> so lovely trader down by the dock not Definitely. at all scouting out the land for raiding no no 100 no, so. <laughs> why, why would they do that why would they they're they're not vikings they're uh, delightful norse people <laughs> he's got a spug grin on his face isn't he he has he's a man he's have that slapped off him <laughs> and then this oh, another trader gorgeous. but a bit more eastern with the awesome slip uh slipper shoes as well yes, right? yeah. Yeah. all curly toed and massive onion hat <laughs> like Suleiman I very nice just gorgeous gorgeous that figures for the, the town people because I didn't know whether or not I've opened this one the vegetable lady the vegetable <laughs> lady who wants to buy my shiny red onion <laughs> but again, I really like that really that's lovely nice nice sculpts really clean not overly fussy on the detail just really nice and will fit into so many settings, historic or fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm all on board 
for them. And then we have Ooh. the more fantasy miniatures. Ooh. Yes, I thought you might say that. Ooh, as in surprise and alarm. <laughs> as, uh, There's a bit of ooh er on that page as well. Yeah, yeah well, I was, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, <laughs> just make that front of us. More ooh ers. Oh! <laughs> Life and But it's Mr. Uh, Grimm. He's come from the village about the reaping. That's gorgeous. That scythe is stunning. Yeah, with all the nicks and yeah. cuts in it. Yeah, very cool. I think he would take better better care of his kit. You yeah. think? Uh, well, I would, yeah. yeah. These these reapers nowadays, not like the reapers used to get in the old days, took a bit of pride <laughs> in their grim reapingness. But yeah, terrific looking fellows. And... Oh. Again, another set that could be used as individuals for a game where you could group them all up if you're planning on running them as a, a unit, a unit of, of something. Filth. Yeah. So unit of um, wraiths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, unit of wraiths would be ideal for these. To I like that there's get. I like that there's so much movement in the sculpts as well. Yeah. Like they don't they're not like broodingly still. They look no. like they're standing on top of a hill as the wind whips around them, about mm. to reap the souls of everybody around <laughs> nearby. Well, bring, so. bring their own wind with them if there's yes. no wind available. Turn on the wind machine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a heart-sucking vampire. Mm. Oh, nice. I mean, it's the same as trying to get a bit out of uh, a particularly errant orange. <laughs> squeeze. Squeeze until it comes out. Yeah. really like him. Shame he's got the expanding forehead syndrome. Uh, it must be uh, terrible yeah. to live all your life as being slightly bald. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should just shave that off. Yeah, he's got to commit, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> just commit, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, again, he has, he's got scalloped armor on. He has that sort of wicked look, but he's not covered in bats and skulls, mm-hmm. um, which at least one person here generally gets offended by. <laughs> Bloody bats. <laughs> Everywhere you look, bats. Uh, and then the last of our miniatures, the animals bats. and uh, animals and monsters <laughs> section. Oh, you, can add, you can add the bats back in. That's the set of ten bats. You can you can staple them to things. Oh, that's fab. Including upside down bats to hang off your buildings. I mean, I would just put a bit strike of, with the vampire. Put a bit of clear plastic in in the buildings, and then just splat them on the splat them on the windows. <laughs> <laughs> I like this as well because when you're buying very very small things like this, trying to get an idea of scales of pain in the backside. Mm. I bought so many bags of chickens from different companies. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, so at least it gives you a rough idea of what sort of size they will be. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially if you're planning on using them in 28 mil, or if you're planning on buying them for 10 or 15 mil and using them as giant bats. Giant bats, that's a great idea. Mm. And then more of the farmyard bits. Nice. It's a nice set of chickens and a rooster. Ba 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 call. I love that their butts come separately. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not something that you want to particularly have to do is glue chickens and two halves together. But yeah, yeah. if you're after some swarm bases to go with your halflings, which I may or may not be, saying nothing, <laughs> then uh, it's always good to have chickens available. The deadly chicken attack. Do they have a do they have a mic chicken, the one with no head, who ran around for a year and a half? <laughs> no, no, they don't unfortunately. <laughs> because they couldn't get a That is a vicious poodle. 
<laughs> it's quite the flamboyant poodle, isn't it? Yeah. Reminds me of the one from uh, the Hulk. <laughs> yes. Choice. Yeah. They're lovely. They, again, they go great with the townspeople. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you've got a, a variety of of various dogs. So we have the, uh, I suppose, pet section, but then there's also a set of Proper masters. Guard dogs and stuff, dogs. yeah. Which are always good. Mm-hmm. And even a set of uh, oh, Alsatians. Pretty police dogs. That one looks like one of those Australian ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to say it's called like a blue because it's red or something. <laughs> you know how Australians are. A blue healer. Is that the name? Fussy like that. It could yeah. be. It's like Ooh. an Alsatian and a dingo. Mm. Got jiggy. <laughs> a dingsation. Dingsation. Giant spiders. These are great for dungeon delving. Yeah. You've got your insects, giant wood lice, or chiggy pigs, as apparently they're named in some places. Chiggy pigs. Chiggy. Chiggy wow. pigs? Chiggy pigs is a, another nickname for a woodlouse, and I think that's a much better name than woodlouse. Just so. really, yeah. yeah, you two can have scarabs, stag beetles, centipedes, millipedes, ants, and chiggy pigs. Mm, Good eating on some of those. Yeah. I'd like to put those on the basis of uh, like an undead, undead army. So yes. like where they've been oh, risen yeah. from the grave, all the bows have come out of the ground with them. Oh, yeah. From the undead forces kind of thing. Yeah. Nice. Really nice giant rats. Good giant rats. Hard to find sometimes. <laughs> Proud rat. <laughs> oh, I like those spiders. spiders. Well, nice. Yeah, we can, do, we can do without those. <laughs> they can do one. I think I think those are 40 mil bases. Like I'm itchy. I think, I think it's <laughs> the, uh, How much is that set of the spiders? Spiders. 20, 20 euros? 20 euro. So... Giant spiders are always absurdly expensive, it mm. seems, but it's nice, so it's nice to have a set that's actually reasonably priced. So, See if yeah. I can find a size for you on mm. this one. <laughs> yeah, that's all well and nice. We could probably move on past the spiders now. Oh, no, not, not until we find out what size they are, because we have to know how big a, a giant spider well, is. Well, they're that size. That's, that's big enough. That's that, 25 mil? Is that the a 30, size. Or 30 or 40 mil base? I mean, we just don't know. One-to-one scale to an actual spider. Scaled 20 at the same They are on a 40 mil base. Oh, there we go. 40 mil round. So there you go. So that gives you a rough idea when we look at the gigantic spider. Oh. As to how much bigger that is. Because that looks like it must be on like, oh. Oh, wow. Those whole nests. Spiders all the way down. Like turtles, but with more legs. more legs. So many more eyes. Hovering over you at night. Stroking your mouth, stroking your face. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they do. How big is he? Sixty mil base. There you go. Wow. So that's big that's all good news. Big spider. So we got more rats, rat swarms, ravens, ravens, nice, undead good. rats, zombie rats, zombie rat king, and uh, a set of giant boars with they're alternate cool. heads. Ooh, they're nice. Look at the ravens. I like oh, those ravens. Oh, they're yeah. really cool. With the raven, nevermore. Never, never. Very cool. Nice section of interesting and very different miniatures that kind of fill in the gaps for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Always, always handy to have oh. excessive things like that. Um, <laughs> fantasy football, relatively small at the moment. So we'll have a quick gander into there. 
Bum, 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 bum. So we have our unusual teams <laughs> with fantastic naming convention. Uh, some of these will be perfect for the likes of Blood Bowl. Oh, nice. People like Frankenstein. However, I'd like to point out that is Peg and Definitely Al <laughs> from, from uh, Married with Children. Yeah. That's yeah. Al, Al four touchdowns Bundy, <laughs> as he shall forever be known. Uh, which is just an amazing set, just saying. Um, who else have we got? The Dark Valley Wretches, complete team. So if you want them all in one-stop shop. Lovely. A, a mixture of goblins and unusual were-creatures. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, if that isn't the cutest mascot I've ever seen in my life. I mean, <laughs> why not paint their nose red, put them in a costume, send them up and down the... Side. We need a chicken mascot. Find the one with the longest nose. Already goblins, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It gives gives the crowd somebody to throw things at if the team wants yeah, to yeah. yeah. Or use it as a bomb. There's a cheese bomber. <laughs> cheese bomber, yeah. Cheese. Some of the the ripest parmesan or gorgonzola mm. to be launched at the enemy if required. <laughs> and I really like the um the hats the, the texture on the hat. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's an actual fabric hat. Woven. Wow. That's really nice. Yeah. Unnecessary, but awesome. Yes. <laughs> Pick, picks up the um, texture really well. It does. Yeah. It does. On the cast. So. Mm. Bitey McDumpling. <laughs> Look at him. Look oh. at him. Oh, look at his majesty. He's the bull, I presume, yeah? <laughs> he, he can be whatever he wants to be. Yeah. That's entirely up to you. Is he a troll? It's a very hairy ball if it is. Like a little weird troll thing, yeah. So. Uh, what's the, the thing to say? I mean, he's tiny, but yeah. Yeah, it doesn't actually tell us who Bailey McDumplin is. It's up to you. He could be used as the ball. Yeah. He could be used as a replacement goblin in your, you know, your goblin team. Um, it could go either way. I want to go back to here. And then back to my miniatures. But yeah, so we have uh, bell ringing goblins, jesters, all the elements of the team trolls, separately as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so the coaching can, staff too. That's nice. So you can get ah. whatever you need yeah. uh, to run your dark valley. Yeah. There's possibly the ball itself there. Have I like that they've. Uh, I like that they've. They've, they've obviously taken a team from Blood Bowl that exists at the Goblin one, but they've done a really yeah. interesting twist on it mm. rather mm-hmm. than going for something that matches the aesthetic of, of GW, which I think is really cool. It's a very yeah. Breverian looking hat. It is. Yeah. It's lighter, <laughs> They're a shocking bunch of people. <laughs> Go team. Cheerleaders. And uh, look at the Space Hopper. And they were always that color. Oh, that color? That's fantastic. I love that they got it mid squish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the way down. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. Halfling hot dog stand to cater for your team. You know? That's lovely. Terrific lovely. What size hot dogs or halfling hot dogs? Would they be regular uh, sausage oh, no, size to us? Or would they be. I reckon they'd be bigger than Frankfurter. They'd be just ridiculously Hobbit huge because yeah. they're, you know, they're gluttons. <laughs> the big fatty fat peoples. Um, <laughs> moving away from the uh, the miniatures themselves, they do a particularly nice range of terrain. Ooh. 
I'll start with the 15 because it's bespoke, Ooh. self-contained. Runestones as well. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent for people playing uh, Flames of War in particular because they have things that are set to the Flames of War base sizes, but yeah. would work for any 15 mil stuff. So you can get yourself your buildings or your little hedges, um, mobile emplacements, and even objective markers. But if you look at this, look, it's not just a train carrying tanks, it's a wreck train. Doesn't matter, it's a train. Choo-choo. It's all the it. Choo-choo. Notice how they're the smallest pictures we've reached so far. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like they knew you were coming. No, it, people seem to think, oh, it's a small miniature. The smaller the miniature gets, the smaller the photo must be. Correct. That's Love great. it, yeah. Again, I really like these, the, the fact that the the that's real tanks nice. are coming off their flat carts. Yes. And the tarps that were covering them has been pulled away as well. A nice detail. Yeah. It's like the Grim Reaper, you can see kind of the, the weather on it, the wind, the wind pulling it off. It's, mm. uh, so you can have your, your derailed train as either an objective piece or just, just a nice bit of blocking train in the middle of your table. Which is cool. Putting down train tracks is great. They're perfect for Europe, but it means there's always a big long line that's completely open and you can't really go around it. Yeah, exactly. It's always open or it's pristine looking train on it and it always looks out of place. Mm. Oh, wow. We also have things like a Normandy church. Again, really nice. The texture at the top cast. is lovely. Yeah. That's what size it is compared to a Panzer IV. <laughs> and simple dimple assembly instructions. Again, little Italian farmhouse. Open a baby. <laughs> so the 15 mil stuff is is lovely like i say mostly geared towards your Ooh. sort of flames of war or 15 mil world war ii anyway um look second like bash center poor guy in there Ooh. i like the fact you can take the roof off that is yeah. nice the fellow trying to poking his head over the back looking at what's going on yeah trying to make sure nobody's coming their way probably yeah <clears throat> and the destroyed nice. Tigre. Ooh. Which is a really nice objective marker. Yeah, yeah. We do like a tank rescue mission or something like Ooh. that, or find the info. Mm. Yeah. Somebody will be looking at that going, he's still got his North Africa mm. dust. <laughs> John will probably be looking at that. That's why he Hi, crashed. <laughs> You've got the wrong there. kit on, France. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, 15 mil, the 28 mil stuff, a bit more fantasy based. Right. Uh, so, some bits and pieces like runes and sigils nice. that you can stick on the different things. Uh, big oh, chunky nice. obelisk, which is what's that, six inches tall? Wow. 15 centimeters. So, nice piece of kit for your fantasy gaming. I quite like the basing bits they've done. So these are base plates that can be used for whatevs, uh, either building up terrain pieces on them or using them for something else. They're all yeah. roughly, I want to say, 160 mil, so 16 centimeters by 100, which means they're practically perfect for Kings of War for multi-basing. You just get them and cut them down. Yeah, yeah. You go from sort of crazy paving. It's a great way of doing things. Lizard. Oh, that's nice. City. They're I mean, cutting them down. They're probably resin's going to be a pain in the ass. I know, it'll be grand. Just do what I do. 
stick it in a tub of hot water till it goes all rubbery, and then you can just cut through it. Like, it's oh, uh, a good idea with your saw or something. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. if it gets flexible, depending on the type of resin, if it gets flexible enough, you could do it just with a couple of strokes with the scalpel. Oh, wow. Very, very, cause, yeah, because they can be very, very rubbery. Some resins will be relatively rigid even after you've heated them. But it'd be nice because then you wouldn't have a lot of resin dust to deal with. Yeah. Oh, no, I always always trim and cut as much as I can while it's it's warm. Um, I as long as you don't drink, drink, drink the resin water. Never drink the resin water. Never, never, never. But again, yeah. because fantasy, you have things like bone sets, very nice. bag sets. One of my favorite covered wells that I will be ordering. <laughs> uh, the oh, little... dungeon gates for two point five D stuff. Very yep. cool. Uh, gamb- oh, graveyards, gambians, yeah, and hay bales. Really sure. nice stuff. Really sure yeah. The little covered well. That is a good well. That's a well, isn't it? That's a well-made well. Well done. Well, well. Hey. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> This yeah. is really nice. You could do the sandy as well. I think you yeah. should do the sandy archaeological kind of dig. It would be quite nice. Finding all sorts of stuff. Um, apart from the 28s, there is also a wagons and carts section, nice. which is excellent for Dark Age players. So just things like that, Saga, for yeah, example. That, that first wagon looks amazing for it. The cart with water barrel, excellent for medieval, but also for um, colonial warfare as well. And then that ladder cart is great for hay bales and stuff for sort of dark ages. But I mean, that just needs to be filled with stacks of hay. Yes, exactly. Just crying out for it. We're stacks of dead people. We're stacks of dead people from your piles of bones. Bring out your dead. Oh, yeah. I'm not quite dead yet. I think I'm getting a bit better. (laughs) Oh, you're not filling anyone. You just need some civilians with pitchforks and you're sorted. The big farm wagon. These pieces I really like. These and the um, the boats, which we'll see in a minute, are really nice incidental pieces. Uh, and I seem to be coming across more and more games that require wagons for scenarios. You know, a tipped over wagon in dead man's hand in the middle of the street uh, as you're attempting to get out of town. So you've got people in the gang sheltering behind us. So having actual realistic wagons that aren't filled with something is is really nice. Great and, idea, yeah. And also yeah. quite irritating to find normally, I'm just saying. Mm. And now you've got that massive pack of just horses from War Games Atlantic. You yes. can you can just use those horses and these wagons and away you go. So <laughs> weirdly that massive pack of just horses arrived yesterday. Oh well, there we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, and, uh, uh, I just remember you've got a pack of chickens recently and a pack of horses. Oh, yeah. Any, any other farmyard animals that we're missing? Uh, these no, 28? These are 28s. So Blood and Plunder use them? Blood and Plunder mm. or Saga. Vikinger. Yeah. Oh, nice. Your Viking one. Oh, you can quite happily put um, Boromir in there. Oh, yeah, you can, kill, you can kill Boromir See? and put him in there. See? Say goodbye to Sean Bean as you push him mm-hmm. off the cliff. Come on. Sorry, I mean, waterfall. <laughs> all works the same way in the end all works the same way um so that's more or less the resiny bits they also do game accessories and templates which are sort of laser cut do they so do wood bits and pieces do they do viking surfboards they don't do viking surfboards unfortunately oh, <laughs> you can't have you can't have everything i was watching the new vikings the right, oh, okay Right. It's actually, I found it very entertaining. I, I liked it a lot, actually. I think it was a good reset because I think the other one went 
Doolally towards the end. Mm-hmm. But there's this moment where they make Viking uh, surfboards to paddle up a river. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I was just like, ah, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe? Is that when they're going through the reeds trying to get to the yeah, city? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm saying nothing. Uh, and amongst their, their sort of bits and pieces, so you get objective markers, which nice. they three print in a couple of sizes. So that's handy. These little squad markers, they do two types, a clip-on and then a mag- if you magnetize your base, they do one that will stick underneath. Oh, brilliant. Oh, so cool. you can tell who belongs to what, which is handy, especially if you're running multiple units of essentially the same miniatures, but you need to keep them Like stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a handy little piece. That is really good. An arc marker, which I think... Because Infinity, you have to mark them on the bases, and I, there's a few other games where you have to have a 180 line of sight. Uh, that, I think, is just a quality of life thing. So you just stick the base in between us and then paint or spray or whatever, and you know you've marked off the 180 degrees, or just use square base like nature intended. So much easier. <laughs> uh, the final final thing in here for me is for fans of uh, The Darkest Eye, um, they do a set of bases. Now, even if you're not planning on using the bases, the little hex things can be used as interesting objective markers as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You have oh, wow. a little rune set of bases. These are really nice because I've got... Just use them as set on terrain pieces, yeah. yeah. I've got the um, Darkest Eye miniatures from Westphalia, which come oh, with exactly. just plain hex bases. And I'm looking at these going, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll upgrade some of them. That'd be good, mm. yeah. Or at least I'll buy them and put them. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, wow. Perfect. Yeah, per- perfect for objective markers. I do like game. painting a good miniature book. Oh. <laughs> also, the nice thing is having the little hex base means they stand out a bit more than circular objective markers. Um, so they do quite a nice little range of those. Hey, look, they're circular ones. Yeah, they're, they're what you call them? Manhole covers. Manhole covers. Yeah. Oh, they're cool. You, you too can mark the deployment of subterranean evil things, kobolds, gnolls, rat dudes, whatever. You do, you do the lid slightly off with a rat coming out or just darkness and some yeah. eyes. Zombie you? rat. Yeah. Zombie rat king, of which there are many. That's awesome. Very nice. Yeah. 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 Wait till you see the rat come out of my hole. Be awesome. <laughs> and there's, there's some uh, flame markers. Very nice. Demons. And more of your... Delightful doors. Yeah, we won't buy the doors. Oh, I love in the, in the hizzy, or at least giving access to the hizzy. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. That is, that is the um, the yeah. delightful new uh, or upcoming company. They also do all the glues, paints, brushes, and bits and bobs if you're in that neck of the woods and looking for things. Mm. But I remember when they just did skulls. They've come a long way since then. That's very cool. Everybody. That's because they made a stack of money from selling skulls to DW players. That's probably why. (laughs) It's it's like a license to print, isn't it? A license to print money. Just have a bag of skulls, people. But Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, worth checking out Tabletop Art. Uh, We'll put the link below, tabletop-art.de, but it's our India. We'll be down there. We shall be back after this swish with some news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the Muck News. <laughs> all right, folks, and we're back with the news. Uh, we're going to be starting things off with a look at what's going on over at Battlefront Miniatures because they have finally 
<laughs> revealed all of the goodness that is coming out for the Eastern Front mid-war section of World War II. So we're going to be seeing the Soviets going up against the Germans on the Eastern Front with a whole bunch of new starter sets and starter battalions slash companies, however you want to market them, uh, for you to dive into and have fun with. So kicking things off, we had the two starter sets. So on one hand, we have the Stalingrad set, uh, which is an infantry-based option for you to dive into and play your games. So it's all about focused fighting around urban environments. Uh, in the second of the sets... I'm going from one extreme to the next. Look at the size of these images. I know. I so, know, right? It's almost like Ben got this from a professional email address. <laughs> Uh, and then on the other side of things, we have Kursk, which is the tank battle set. So it's amazing. You... I feel like I'm in the battle. <laughs> so if you want to play out your game in the midst of Stalingrad with your infantry teams fighting in close quarters combat, you can do that. If you want to go the other direction and you want to play with loads and loads of tanks on mighty open battlefields, blasting each other to pieces and you know bits of hot metal flying everywhere, you can do that as well. Nice. I think this is a direct response to John talking endlessly about sure. the fact that they don't put infantry in their stuff. John's constantly John's complaining <laughs> does work. I, um, I would go one step further. If you're just brand spanking you and you're looking to start and you're looking for the easiest entry point go for the tanks yes very simple yeah. Yeah. if you're looking for something more substantial go for stalingrad where you've got a mix uh on the russian side not so much yeah. on the german side if you and a friend are getting into this brand spanking fresh new get one of each you've got two rule books yeah. and then just take half yeah. the force yeah. each of these, um and it gives you a very good combined arms force and the the price on the box sets are ridiculously cheap yes and we do sell them over on store on tabletops you can yeah. go and check them or, out or you might be lucky enough to win that you one. might even win the stalingrad yeah. set from commenting this week which is pretty cool uh in addition to what we see from those new starter sets we also have these new effectively starter forces companies mm -hmm. that you can dive into and play around with um so once again they've broken them down into infantry based and tank based mm -hmm. across the two forces so the germans have got the iron cross set as you can see there um and then they also have the um the Ghost Panzers set as well, mm. which is their option for armor, uh, which is, again, very cool. Comes with a massive selection of different vehicles for you to play around mm. with, especially themed to this period of warfare and all that kind of thing as well. But you could probably sneak them into other mid-war um, theaters if oh, you really God, wanted yeah. to yeah. as well. So don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, you've also got some options there for the Soviets. So you've got the Enemy at the Gates set. Uh, which uh, <laughs> which is a pretty awesome looking set filled with artillery, as you would have imagined mm. the Russians to have. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you've also got the red banner set as well. Uh, sorry, not the red banner set. Yes, it's the red yeah. banner. The red hey. banner set, which comes with the uh, a good mix of tanks and smaller dinky vehicles as well. Oh, look at those. They're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> at your command and recon right there. Exactly, yeah. Um, so it's a pretty decent selection of different sets. Yeah. And if as Jerry was saying, you wanted to go down the route of maybe collecting a larger Russian force to use on mm. the tabletop, just get two of those box sets, one of each, smash them together, bish, bash, bosh, you've got a fantastic Soviet army to use on the tabletop, mm. and same if you're going down the German route as well. Um, this all comes off the back of the new Eastern Front Mid-War Forces book as well, which has a delectable cover, if I should say, if I say mm. so myself. What a cool 
looking uh, piece of artwork on the front there. Uh, this will include all of the background and information for building up your forces for playing out battles on the mid-war front, sorry, on the eastern front during the mid-war, uh, but it will also come with additional rules for playing as the Finnish, the Romanians and the Hungarians, which were all available in separate sort of um, supplements before this. And it's also going to include all of the, interestingly, things that came out as part of uh, sort of other supplements. Mm -hmm. So named after the box sets, Enemy at the Gates, Iron Cross, Ghost Panthers and Red Banner. All of that is built in with proper rules for those specific scenarios and battles and all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. into the book. It's been reworked and updated um, for uh, the current edition of Flames of War, which is very cool. Uh, But yeah. I can't also, get me one of these. I'd oh, play, yes. I'd play, I'd play the Soviets just to have these. <laughs> well, that is a very, very cool-looking tank, uh, it must be said. Uh, and this is the, the other thing as well. So as well as these initial starter sets in the book coming out right now um, with pre-order options, either from Battlefront or from us, whichever you want to go for, but us. But only, us. only those two us. options. There's no yeah, else. Yeah, there's no one else. <laughs> uh, there are also some options to pick up more tanks and all sorts of different things, like the KV-5 tank companies you can see there as well, which mm. is looking very cool. And the Dicker oh, wow. <laughs> Max Tank Hunter crew as well, looking very nice. Um, all of these are going to be available to pre-order over the next couple of weeks. And as is the case with everything from Battlefront Miniatures, this means that over the next couple of months, going into sort of September and October as well, you're still going to be able to dive in and pick up some of these on a weekly basis as new additions uh, get added into the mix for both forces. So, yeah, that that must cool. still be a resin cast tank. I don't know, unfortunately. Most of their stuff is plastic at the Wait, moment. Well, that's, but, yeah. that's Quite it. chunky. I'm, I'm looking at those. They look like the old resin ones. Mm. They may have used them for photography purposes, uh, perhaps. I'm not no, entirely sure. It's but. one of those things, because you're only ever going to have a couple of these kicking around, is is the move away from hard plastic entirely yeah. Yeah. Worth, worth their while. Very true. Um, Very true. But it means you get to do things like those weld lines on the uh, Decker Max. Oh, bless <laughs> But yes, there's some really awesome looking sets here for people who want to play out this kind of uh, Eastern Front mid-war period. Um, Everybody loves the kind of like Stalingrad setting, I think, and sort of fighting those close-knit streets and corridors with like bits of rubble falling down on top of everything and sniper teams hiding in buildings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So it would be very fun to dive in. Yeah, well, no, they're very true. Does that that count as mid-war then? Yeah, Yeah. I guess it would. Yeah, Mid-war is like the best war, isn't it? Early to mid. <laughs> Mid-war best war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, it gives you more interest. I think it's when you hit late war and it becomes that massive arms race, although to be fair, KV-5's there, so, you know, not ideal. Um, but when you, get to, when you get to that point where it's just like, how many tigers, yeah, tigers and so on and so forth, can I stick on the tabletop? And it becomes very dull very quickly. It looks very shiny, but oh my god! Yeah, and you've um, less you've less variety in your in your armies and the do, factions that are involved. Do you think John will fact- agree with you? Yeah, of course yeah. he will, because some of the, some of the factions have had ten shades of crap kicked out of them by then and can't fight anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's more interesting um, and more of a challenge as well when you can't yeah. just go. I'm going to spend. 750 points or well it's changed now i'm going to spend 70 points of my force on just tigers <laughs> uh then let you deal with the fact that there's armor 98 pillboxes driving down the table towards you all with idiots on them i go <laughs> i don't care you can't penetrate barbara <laughs> yeah maybe it's definitely best yeah. i think you're right early 
late early warm slash mid warm. <clears throat> yeah, when you've got a, a few more nations evolved Although, and things have started to move up a bit. Yeah. Are there any horses in Flames of War? Do you get any calf you units? Can, you can get calf for early mm. for early war. Yeah, and you can get you can still get um, even when the calf goes away on horses, you've still got bike troops yeah, taking around the place yeah. so you can have platoons yeah. mounted on motorbikes the Polish used a lot of horses didn't they in the early war yeah. was. Yeah. Every, everybody yeah. used lots of horses the Germans, Germans had stacks of, loads of them but they, they didn't use them in their propaganda films so they let people yeah. believe that they were more recognised and advanced than they actually were ah, so, yeah and then you hear them riding around the corner and one of the guys in the back going <laughs> on the back of a horse it's <laughs> <laughs> a frightening thought yeah <laughs> Oh no, the mechanized blitzkrieg is attacking. Oh, it's just that a is. bunch of horses. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right. Do you hear all them horses' noises? Yeah. yeah. The Germans yeah. are coming. Wow, they loads of horses. Now they're just high on mess. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the amphetamine, all the panzer truck. Okay. Right. Moving away from the wacky world of World War II and into the wacky world of Dead Zone, mm-hmm. um, Mantic have released a ton of stuff for Mizo. Labs, they are amazing. <laughs> uh, for people who are unaware, um, Maison Labs are a totally serious laboratory corporation. There, there's nothing weird or wacky going on. They are uh, the they, good guys. They are the good guys. <laughs> and they they have to have a high level of security, uh, including things like GPS rangers and gcps striders to protect them from corporate espionage and rebs who want to do th- oh dear don't plague oh don't worry about these people who look like they're wearing scrubs just focus on focus on the security they're totally fine we're all fine here um but essentially what they are is uh, a group of research scientists who are desperately trying to develop a cure for the plague and no nothing else they're not doing anything else weird or or uh, creepy uh, so they're an unusual blend of the gcps humans uh that faction but then tweaked because they can also occasionally field things like lab techs and maybe dr simmons or some uh, plague victims um just to add a bit of oomph to their their tabletop uh impact i suppose up to and including things like reanimated cyborg Ooh. packs uh, so you can get things like a big guy in the middle there the cyborg alpha and his uh, little beta constructs who are various races from within the warpath universe who may or may not have run afoul of maison labs at some point uh if you don't want to run afoul of maison labs don't be on a planet when they shut it down that's all i'm saying if you didn't want to be turned into a cyborg you shouldn't have done it uh, but it changes it changes the way the gcps plays obviously if you've got the gcps faction then you can just add some of these bits and bobs in and give you a very different play style that piece of filth in the middle that marauder cyborg rolls like six dice on the charge um it will smash ruffle stomp its way through pretty much anything and it's only um it's only on a, a size two so you can fit like two of them into a, a cube well actually you can fit more than two of them into a cube uh, yeah filth absolute filth <laughs> yeah uh, it's an interesting collection of figures so they've obviously got their new figures the likes of the um tac uh long-range weapon systems here that have come out for the gcps for mm-hmm. dead zone and then you've got things like the uh cavastor i think right. it is the the giant mecha spider which is 
interesting again because it gives you speed, it gives you stealth, and it gives you a little stun attack at, at you know, so range two, um, which means you do have a long range complement in there that they didn't really have in previous editions. And they've used uh, the sculpts from um, Dead Zone, but then they've supplemented that with things from Star Saga. So I was going to say all most of them Star Saga based. Yeah, know, so, so the, the Maison Labs, things like your um, Chovar oh, there, nice. uh, which is a, a poor psychic alien jellyfish thing uh, that has been completely bonkerfied by uh, some <laughs> lovely, lovely lab people. Bonkerfied. Yes. Uh, it was psychic. Now it's psychic with a whole bunch of stuff attached to it and doesn't really know what's going on. Psychic with an arm around. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Uh, you've also got uh, lead med tech. So these two are leaders. So uh, the guy on the right, I uh, can't remember his name. He's a guard with a bionic arm. He gives you a more militaristic feel because obviously Dead Zone is based around the leaders you bring and how they behave. Uh, this gentleman, on the other hand, um, he has a couple of special abilities. One is he's got like anesthetic needles Ooh. in his, uh, his spider-like limbs on the back, which means things that would rampage and that are therefore uncontrolled, like Chovar or like the massive alpha simian cyborg gorilla um, they can be calmed down by just anesthetic them up. So if he's in the same cube, you don't have to worry about them going rogue. The other thing he can do, though, is any of these unfortunate people here who may die, he can resurrect them one a turn oh. as oh. as a plague victim. So what are these guys for free? Uh, now they also have rampage, which means <laughs> left to their own devices, they'll go absolutely nuts. Um, uh, get your Hulk pants on and get out there and do some yeah. damage. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. Very much. They don't do some look like scrubs, though. You are right. No, they don't I, look like scrubs. I, I, they're meant to be scrubs, so you you put them in scrubs and then there you, you uh, experiment on them. But having him in your uh, your leader means that you can essentially just resurrect these things. It gives your opponent a chance to kill them twice, and they'll get the the VPs for them twice. But nice. very different setup depending on which leaders you check. Uh, Dr. Simmons. Are all the miniatures well. we're looking at PVC or different mixes? There's a mix of PVC and resin, depending on the characters and, yeah. uh, and stuff like that. Uh, so, hard yeah. plastic for the GCPS Rangers yeah. uh, from that set. So they're yeah. the hard plastic GCPS. And then the other ones are sort of uh, PVC or a sort of a... Some of them are resin as well, I think. Yeah, resin yeah. for the... TAC uh, support. So these guys here are resin, the, the vehicles, although the big bug is again PVC. Yes. Uh, but yeah, interesting, interesting faction. Uh, Coach from Family of Gamers did a, a deep dive into them when the third edition launched uh, last year. So if, if you look at the Family of Gamers YouTube channel, you'll see a, like a, a great video on that. So if you want to see more about how they act and activate, then you can do that. And also everybody's favorite space elves, uh, are getting boosters as well. So the Astrians getting the cipher entanglement. So best way to play an elf is not to play an elf. And you do the robots by, sent by the elves. You, you do that by playing the robots that yeah. the elves build and send off. So the marionettes, the puppets, uh, who can do the Lord's own work on the tabletop are getting a, a booster as well. So if you want to add a bit more um, chaff to your tabletop for the Astrians, although I'll say that the, the Black Cypher in the center and the, the skiff are particularly good. I love the so, Black Cypher. I think that's amazing. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, they're really, with really the, nice figures. With the Asterians, do they, are they like mind linked to the drones on the battlefield? So like one of them controls a, like a simulacrum of on the battle or is it's, it like a 
actual like AI type thing? It's, it's like an AI. So oh, okay. when you're running them, you generally have one uh, Astrian elf kicking around actually doing the do. Uh, the rest okay. of them are, um, but they call them marionettes or puppets. So depending on the, the yeah. level of AI they have, they may be a oh, little cool. bit more chaff-like. Um, but yeah. So you will Very occasionally nice. see, right. or maybe you'll see the, I want to say Kalishi. That might not be the right word for them. But the, there's a, a bunch of berserker Asterians who run about the place with massive glaives and bows and will just mess things up. So occasionally you see more than one or two kicking around. But nice nice to see uh, more stuff coming out, especially the Mason Labs. It means yeah. if you didn't get Star Saga, uh, you're not having to try and cobble together a faction uh, from bits and pieces. You can now go to... Uh, a one-stop shop and essentially get them and i really do if you if you that's like the miniatures GCPS, are amazing as well so they're yeah. really they're yeah. really different to play but you can lean into the more human side or you yeah. can lean into the more monstrous. alien and monstrous <laughs> and i think that the idea is as they push forward you'll see some more of that sort of um sci-fi body horror sort of stuff coming into the maison labs cool. with future releases uh, at least that's what rob has been teasing yeah. um, of late so who knows gen con's on somebody find ronnie buy him a pint <laughs> and then poke him with a stick until he tells you then pop it below so i can find out that anyway so who's up next then uh so next up we're going to be looking at uh small scale warfare <laughs> Uh, but this is through Peter's Paperboys. Uh, so a lot of people will know that we've talked about them in the past on the weekenders. Yep. They do amazing paper craft armies that you mm. uh, download, you print off at home, you cut them out very carefully with a knife <laughs> and a pair of scissors, and then you fold them up and then you use them I in your games. Those. Well, Peter's Paperboys now have obviously worked with Peter Dennis in order to create this new set of a 10 mil ancient oh. paper armies. So now, rather than just playing in 28 mil, as a lot of people have been doing with the, the, the Paper Boys range, you can now shrink down all the way to 10 mil and start putting together massive Roman and Gallic armies wow. to battle out on the tabletop. So an army of that size in plastic would cost you a pretty penny, we'll hmm. say, right? 12 quid gets you all of the paper, down, well, all the downloads for all of the these. Templates, yeah. The templates, and then you can print them off as many times as you like. That's fantastic. So once you've got these, you effectively have got endless amounts of Gauls and Romans to start using on the tabletop, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Um, each of the sets comes with a bunch of your basic infantry for both the Romans and the Gauls. You've yeah. also got cavalry options, skirmishes, uh, auxiliary troops as well, which is really nice. Uh, the command elements for both of the armies. You've also got war elephants as well. Um, in addition to that, you'll see in the background, there's some sort of terrain pieces as well. Mm. So within the actual starter set, yeah. So they're actually working on a whole bunch of these as well. So uh, with this set, you get a camp for the Romans and a camp for the Gauls. Nice. But then there are also additional releases that will give you like a full Gallic Village, effectively, as well, and also some sort of incidental pieces that go alongside your um, your armies. So you've got uh, 10 mil roads and fields and all that kind of stuff as well. That's awesome. So as you can see, you've got a little wagon train in the back. There's the Gallic Village and all that kind of stuff. You could build up your little forests and all that kind of thing too. Yeah. So, yeah, um, they obviously... 
you know, you, you skip the painting step when it comes to these, but you do have to get into the very carefully cutting out things and, oh, I've cut my finger stage <laughs> of miniature creating. Yeah. I don't know if I could be, so. I don't know if I have the patience for that trimming business because <laughs> once you're trimming, see these little arms and, and swords little, and things. Little shields, and not but, shields, uh, spears and stuff. You know, when you're trying to cut things out of paper really small, a lot of the time you'll just move the knife and your bloody sword comes away with it. Not because you've cut it, but it just, it just, yanks it off I think I'd quite like to print some of these off and laminate them to see if they go because that way they're going to last a bit longer although you can print as many off as you want anyway but it saves you from getting all of the little bits off like Lloyd's saying mm. you laminate them as they come out and cut them as they're laminated it might protect them a bit longer yes. Peter's, Peter's very active on his face page um, and the community do Peter's Paper Boys and will occasionally do things like rescale it to 10 mil and they had been for some time before Peter finally cracked and decided just to Fine, I'll draw them. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll draw them, actually, since you're all doing it anyway. Um, but they have they've really good advice, so you can go in there. There's a particular type of shear, like a tiny little scissor, that, yeah. they, that they went, like this, nail scissors this, almost. this is an yeah. amazing type of yeah. and it will allow you to cut in and around it perfectly and not have to worry so. about using knives and stuff so well that's good to know because i can see that being the frustration you look yeah. at this and think, this is epic and then give up because yeah. you're just like i keep trying to cut stuff and it's tearing away and coming away with the knife and all sorts of things there are some very uh, relaxing videos of people cutting out these yeah. <laughs> online another you're just like oh this is so lovely <laughs> is um oh pritstick apparently have changed their formulation and oh yes i 90, saw something about this, yeah recyclable and natural as opposed to 90 percent um <laughs> which peter bought like 10 sticks of print stick to get into it and uh and discovered that they were all exciting and new and it was like oh my god i hope this is still okay because when other things have changed they've been terrible uh but good news is they work very well i love there's, the print stick does the job it's great yeah. there's a thing <laughs> yeah. called when, uh, when you say it's 97 percent natural yeah they just what, increased what like? the amount of don or donkeys they've put in it then. I, I imagine so, yeah. That's that <laughs> exactly how that works. Some kind of animal, some form, yeah. <laughs> now, now, there's a machine that's used for cutting stuff there out is, yes. for silhouettes called a Cameo or Silhouette right. Cutter. They are expensive, though. But I think I've seen a couple of people in the Peter's Paper Boys use it because you go in and you plot where the machine's going to cut and then you just put the A4 sheets in or whatever size sheets in and it will just go and like almost like a laser cutter, it cuts all the negative space away that you don't want. Uh, So you can just chuck paper through it, but you're going to be spending a couple of hundred pounds or more on one of those. But I know crafters use them quite a bit. So you may find that some people already have one of these in their house due to a significant other or themselves doing paper crafting anyway, at which point you're quids in. It's just a case of getting in there. I don't, yeah. think I, I, sorry, I don't think I'd bother printing out the bases, though. I think I'd still put them on bases and flock the bases with tiny little... The base is part of the picture. So what it normally does is the bottom green part will be on mm-hmm. the top and bottom, and then when you fold it, and then fold it out. That oh, becomes is there the two base. halves? Right. Yeah. So well, it's, it's one, it's one part, but it's, yeah, front and back. So then you fold it over and it gives you the stability and then the base comes out. You could just trim that down and stick it onto a base um, and then do it that way. 
What yeah. I loved about the uh, last set was that the artwork, it just looked like it was straight out of a textbook, you know. In this, well, it, it is exactly yeah. the same. Peter, Peter Dennis has done yeah. textbook art for years and years yeah. and years. So. Yeah, and it's straight from that history, man. you know. Yeah. You're thinking Peter and James books. <laughs> Similar but different. Yeah. Um, now, these, these are coming out from Peter's Paper Boys. I know in the past he's done rule sets with those. Does this one come with the rule set? So it, it come, it's designed as a set that is just for 10 mil wargaming, but it right. comes with uh, some of the um, the accessories you'd need for playing Strength and Honor. So right. while Strength and Honor, it, while Strength and Honor is two mil, yes. it can be played effectively at any scale. You just need yeah, to have the space to do it. Moving on a grid. Yeah, and rather than Peter try and draw two mil Romans, <laughs> I think he was like, "Let's draw 10 mil, and then I'll give you the options for playing Strength and Honor." Um, with it as well, which I think was quite nice. But that also brings me on to. Uh, do they have any? But do they have any slingers? Just before we move off, I yeah, think, I think there, there are some skirmishes with uh, spears and slinging. I've been watching videos about what are they called. Is it Bellianic slingers or Bellianic? Bellianic. Yeah, the, the belly dancers slingers. So I just wonder if they have any of those. The Greeks. Oh, there'd be Greek slingers. Um, so you might find them in. Iberian forces and the yeah, like. but the Romans, right, but the Romans used oh, them. The Romans, yeah, that's true. After, after they rich. after they took over, or oh, wait a minute, is this early? What period is this? No, no, they they could still be kicking around at this, but because this looks like um, Caesarian yeah. rather than early, yeah. Well, they kind of the Gallic kinda, Wars. <laughs> they kind of fought for a lot of people. They fought for Carthage, Carthage a lot, though, mm. and then the Romans incorporated them as well. So I've not seen any slingers, but. I know he's done them in the past, so I'd be surprised yeah. if we don't see them anyway. Uh, as I was saying, this brings me on to another big thing as well. So Peter's paper, well, Peter Dennis works a lot with Wofun, who we've talked about in the past, who do flats. Each of those flat sets, and also in general, a lot of Peter Dennis's um, work uh, comes out uh, with rule sets, which are designed by Andy Callan, as you can mm-hmm. see. Now, Wofun Games have made all 17 of their rule sets up to de- up to this point utterly free for you to download so if you wanted if you had a bunch of 1066 miniatures or you had some miniatures from the medieval period or you had some ancients lying around and you wanted to play a game but you didn't know what rule set to pick well there are now 17 free rule sets for you to go and download as i say absolutely for free go through them they're all designed for beginners so they're between 12 and 16 pages each. Uh, they come with all of the things you need to know about getting started and playing the game. They come with basic rules as well as uh, sort of expanded uh, sort of expert rules as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's just a great little thing that they've done just to kind of tide people over during this summer period, which I think is really nice. They're so like getting it, downloaded. Yep, download them all, read through them all, play some games. <laughs> I will say if you're fancying downloading them, do so now. Um, I think they said they were just going to do it for the first week or so. So I think yes. it's up until the eighth yeah. of August. And then after the eighth, they'll they'll disappear again. Get involved. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> the rule sets are very simple. The, the whole idea of the rule sets is to encourage people to play historic games. So they all follow a similar format. Hang on a minute, this has got the same thing that Warren taught me earlier. Hey! Hey! hey. You can also uh, so, fit two to a page if you click on one. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> so it, it starts off, it explains the basing for the nice. Wi-Fi games, but these are essentially elements, so you can play this with whatever you've got. The measurements that they use are based on base widths, so if you don't have these, 
but you've already got 28 mil Romans or what have you, um, and they're based yeah. on a specific base size, then you can still use these rules with what you have, um, which is nice. The also interesting thing is for all of them, they start off with a setup of a specific style. So it's not always just two armies running at each other. It tells you this is the sort of setup and deployment you should be using for the Persians and the Macedonians, which is different from the ECW starter pack or different nice. from the Seven Year War or the Texan War. Um, and then it goes into the rules themselves, which are relatively brief, uh, but then has a, an advanced rule section at the end that yep. includes additional things, terrain stuff, and also it finishes with building lists beyond the starter sets. So oh. they're like little snapshots of the various conflicts um, that you can then just dive into and go, well, I, I want to get an idea of how is English Civil War different from Renaissance or Jacobite or Punic and that sort of thing. So they're, they're very simple systems to get into and, and start playing with. Very good for clubs as well or schools. If yeah, schools very are much thinking so. about starting very, off wargaming yeah, very, clubs. I know someone was saying that they're a, a teacher and they use a lot of the woven packs in order to get people invested in yeah. a particular yeah, period of history. And because these are now free, they can use them to teach. Is it? Is well. it really though? Is it? He's probably no. just using them as slave labour to get his armies built. Oh, well, that's probably Today, it. Kids, we'll have a, a lovely afternoon cutting things out and sticking them together. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Can we take these terms, sir? No. This term, I really want to play Punic Wars. Punic Wars. And I'll be getting some games in where I smack you all around the table. That's, you know, I have no problem with that. I have absolutely no problem at all. But anyway, yeah. So Wifun's uh Wifun's rule sets free for another week ish, we shall say. Uh if you fancy getting involved in some history. Well that's just ruined the show. We've lost half our viewers as they all go off to do that. That's we right. need the bandwidth to Gee whiz. The- <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going to go to now? Okay. Oh, what I've been saying is it's so lovely to see things kind of go back to normal again. I've been hearing the word Gen Con and I've just been getting giddy over here. And especially the reason why I'm getting giddy over Gen Con is because there is a game from my childhood that is resurrected from Yika and it's getting a new edition. So Castle Panic, if you have heard of it, this puppy spent a lot of time on my table with my friends growing <laughs> up. So this is launched, as I said, at Gen Con, and it's a classic title, and it's getting a complete revival. So it's not just got a streamlined look. They've included updates to mechanics to make the gameplay even smoother. So if you've not played Castle Panic before, the premise is pretty simple. There's a castle centre of your board, which you need to protect. Any incoming attack is going to come from the likes of goblins or trolls, and they're going to approach you from the woods, which is on the outside of the edges of the board. So you have to cooperate in this. You are going to be trading cards in battle to stop everyone coming in for an incoming slaughter. So between you you and all of your teammates, you're going to be coming up with a strategy to keep the walls safe. So you're going to be attacking with cards, building different walls, and just in general, keeping the forces out. So personally in the past, I've actually been really competitive with this. Um, So one player in particular is awarded at the end of the game a special title. You are the master slayer and you're racking up the points um, and doing your best kind of Gimli Legolas impression of knocking down enemies and counting them down. So there is a complete new look to this game and we're not just stopping at a fresh new edition. There is a big box as well. So you've got big box, an expansion, 
and a fresh rehash of all of the older expansions for release next year. So that new expansion that you see there, Crowns and Quests, players are going to get an insight to the Royal Court. We've got 12 new characters to add to the game and a chance to run off into some quests. We're going to be added different goals and different effects, which is going to change up how the game is played, dealing with new monsters and hunting down different stuff like artifacts. The big box has got absolutely everything Castle Panic in it, which comes, again, in a mahoosie box. So it's got the new edition, new expansion, older expansions, that's the Wizard Tower, Dark Titan, Engines of War, plus you've got your promo items that's six towers and seven promo cards. So there's a lot going on, and it's really, 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 really lovely to see a game that I've seen so dearly with new fresh artwork, and it come back, and, and new people game. get to enjoy yeah, yeah. it. New people get to enjoy this game, and it is very simple, and it is very great, and it was a game that I grew up with. Uh, it's nice to see the fresh new artwork and a nice new revival. In all honesty, how, how different is the artwork? Because I know sometimes new editions or, or revamps will come out, and the artwork changes massively. It was very much of his time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the artwork, it was a. It, it well, just it was time because you, you're a child. I think it was about 10, 13 years ago, if right, that. Okay, I think yeah. it might be roughly so around. The 90s then, because then, they were about 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, about <laughs> then, roughly. The, the original one came out in 2009. There we go. Right, there okay. You go. Which is still um, ancient history nowadays. It is. <laughs> it was very, it was kind of the matte coating, the black, the dark. The, it, it was what it looked like back then. This is very modern. It's got the colours. That was what was missing for me, in all fairness. When mm. I look back in Pen 2, I do want to go and grab it out from my mum's loft just to kind of take a sniff and yeah. uh, have a look at the old game. <laughs> um, you do. Yeah. Old ball game smell, Ben. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose if you're, if you're looking to introduce, um, a load of new people or especially kids to it having a vibrant bright set of pieces and artwork is a that, bit more appealing than that's uh, the old one there uh joe yeah so what's well, old when it looks the same to me but, that's but the old look, can you see the cards uh, oh so that's what's changed the board has the cards the boards it's all yeah. changed but that's not the new board they've not showed the new board yet no all right well that explains look. so look old. at that going it doesn't look like a new board so that's not the new board okay no that's, that's the, the old, old one yeah. are they pl- but they are pl- changing the board then yes yeah it's getting yeah. a whole new revival so because the only thing all, that we've seen all, that yeah. is the cards it's all going to come we'll see a lot more of it after gen con's finished and that kind of thing because it's available to buy now and all that kind of stuff so yeah. It's available to buy. We, well, not just yet. So we've oh, got not just, not just yet. So it, although it is launched at Gen Con, they've got a launch party and everything. Ah. It will be the big box, the expansion, and the new edition. It's going to be coming on the thirtieth of November. Oh, okay. if you do well, want the time, older expansions, they're just generally being drip fed uh, out from January, February, March next oh. year. So I haven't played this game for quite a few years. It probably was back in two thousand and nine that I played. There you go. It's a great game. It's Remind amazing. me, is it everyone's fighting against a, sort of an AI sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. it's the yes, cards. It's, yeah, you work together, you trade, you battle it out, build the walls. Do you need more than two players? Yes. Well, no, I used to play this on my own. You can own. play it by yourself. <laughs> All right, yeah, because I'm looking at this going, oh, I might pick this up because I totally dropped off my radar, but I can remember enjoying the panic when I was yeah. playing it. I used to play this on my <laughs> own to practice. Um, in all fairness to as I still do. Yeah. Um, you can see there, I mean, Tor and Knight. Yeah, the, the artwork is a massive step they've, up. They've it? made it a lot more modern. Yeah, it's very evident. <laughs> Which I think it's, it, it's, it's got very, the old one has very classically 2009 board game art where 
they yeah, were really the trying are. to find their feet. No, yeah, I, I much prefer that. That looks way better. Do than you? The glass yeah. borders really set it off as well. That's really, they don't the glass borders exactly. Look at all this. No, no, the original old art. bleed art. Thank no, you I like that. No, <laughs> no. That. Look at the gems. Look at the gems. Let's move on Gem, before Lloyd digs a hole for himself. Well, I'm very excited. Oh, very excited. Two thousand nine. For the win. Very <laughs> <laughs> right. excited for the new edition, mate, anyway. Where are we off to next? I'm going to round so, things off with Wamster then. We are, yeah. So we're going to be diving into a little bit of Warhammer news. And there's no crew. Sorry, Lloyd. We brought you here under uh, false pretenses. There's absolutely we no lied. crew here in this episode. There is a crew. I've seen it. Yeah, uh, but it's we're just it's supposed to like keep so, you on the hook, boy. Yeah. That's yeah. all that is. You fished in. <laughs> but uh, we're turning our attention to a little bit more Warcry stuff. So everybody will know that over the last couple of weeks they've been doing the pre-orders, and actually the release is coming up uh, very very soon uh, for the new Warcry set and the new edition for Heart of Gur. But Good. in order to support that, in a very un-game workshop workshoppy move, uh, move, they have released all of the. Fact, fighter profiles and faction rules, including points for all of the miniatures from Order, Destruction, Death, and Chaos. Although Chaos isn't in this at the moment because you'll see it later, but it will be there when you check the article. Um, for you to download for free. You can get all of them and you can start building your Warcry warbands uh, however you like. Start diving in and planning and sort of plotting and maybe even using it with the current edition before the Heart of Gerd box actually gets released yeah. uh, just to see what you think of the game and how things have changed. They've updated a few points here and there. They've updated some of the fighter stats as well. But as I say, all of these are free for you to download. So you need to go over onto the uh, Warcom website, uh, click the downloads, download the PDFs, store them in your computer before they probably get rid of them for some reason. Look <laughs> at all these winged beasts. <laughs> wings on everything. <laughs> but uh, as, all the armor. as I was saying uh, last week, I, I've been uh, diving a little bit into Warcry over the last couple of weeks. That coming soon will go by the time you see this. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been diving into this over the last couple of weeks and actually Warcry is pretty good. Um, they may have looked at Saga and copied some of their homework right. uh, because there's a system where you roll dice and then you use doubles, triples, and quads in order to spend them on a battle board okay. to use powers and all that kind of thing. War, Warcry <laughs> is one of the best things they've done in a long time. War, Warcry is great. They've done a really good job with the system. I think it's really quick and easy to learn to play. Um, there's lots of different factions. You can pick from your entire army rather than it being like, in Kill Team, where it's like, well, if you want to make an Eldar uh, one, you've got to have all Guardians, or you know, you've got to have all Intercessor Marines. They've made it very prescriptive. In this, they've basically gone, just pick and choose miniatures from your collection and use them to make your Warbands. Like, I sat down and made two really quick Warbands. One of them was made out of the Warriors set, which is the smallest starter set for Age of Sigmar, and the other one was literally made out of all of the old Age of Sigmar Stormcast Eternals that I had in a box somewhere. So you can really dive in and have fun with this and just basically make the Warband that you like. You can play it different game modes as well. So you can just play it in match play where you just, you know, clash heads and kill each other. Or you can play it in a big narrative campaign and you do quests and all that kind of thing as well. So I think they're doing a really good job on this one. And I don't often say that when it comes to a lot of games workshop stuff. A lot of the things they do is quite questionable, but this is actually, I think, pretty cool. And it was nice to see their stuff come out for free as well. So there we go. I it will also, say, oh, sorry, go on. Go no, on, go on. I, I, it makes a lot of sense now because whenever I've seen free written beside this 
in running order. I'm going, yeah. why would Free be telling us about this? I know. I, know, I, right? I couldn't, I couldn't, my mind could not put the words Games Workshop and Free, free in exactly. a sentence together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like yeah. baffled. No, no, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I will also say that um, now these are free for you to download and dive into and get the PDFs and have fun with them. They are going to be releasing something that they've called the Compendium in the near future, which I assume will come out more or less after the week after the big box sets comes out. I assume what they're going to put in that is all of the things we saw in the PDF plus specific quests for each of the different factions. So you may want the Compendium if you want to go down that narrative route. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as it stands, there's no... You don't really need to. So we'll have to see what's in that compendium, actually, to see where they go with it next. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people have been talking online about covering it in the next couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll no doubt see videos and all that kind of stuff. But free, Games Workshop, get it, download it, have fun. There we go. So, hey, you've been told free. Get it. Hello. Okay. Sure. Have fun. Get in the game. <laughs> right. I feel like my dessert stomach has opened up enough for a little mm. soup saw more news, a little tidy pavlova. Slice on top. Yeah. Because there is Groot. (gasps) You teasing flippers. And all the all the headsets were blown. Oh my (laughs) god. So the into the dark box has been unveiled in all its glory, Ben. Yeah, so uh, Into the Dark, which is going to be the new set for one forty thousand kill team that we saw teasers of during the mm. Warhammer preview a couple of weeks ago, has now been revealed because this weekend is Gen Con. So Games Workshop have stepped in and revealed not only uh, the contents of the kit when it comes to the train and that kind of thing, mm. but also the full models for both of the wow. kill teams that you'll get to play as. as Look, well. Lloyd, your so. crew kin band can rock up against some Imperial. <laughs> Ooh, a kin band. Yeah. Kin band. It's an interesting <laughs> little set of uh, tidy fighting men. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, chickens. So, uh, so the big focus of this new set is that it moves things, as, we, as we've talked about, from uh, sort of outdoor environments to interior environments where you'll be fighting inside space hulks. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought this was going to be sort of Tyranid and uh, sort of Leagues of Votan related, but they threw into the mix the Imperial Navy, as you can see here, looking mm-hmm. pretty badass with their rather awesome shotguns. Everyone loves a good shotgun, even though they're not really given the time of day in 40K, but there we go. Shotgun, <laughs> Shotguns are amazing. Uh, but they are going to be going up against the Kroot Kin Band, as, uh, as Lloyd has extolled his virtues for. <laughs> and as, as we look at this, we're coming pretty fresh into this one, so we're kind of hoping that mm. we're going to see some pretty good animated Kroot within this collection and not the kind of stock poses that we saw in the last one. Mm. But uh, I'm definitely liking that Space Hulk train as well. I think the kind of interior stuff they've been working on is pretty cool, I must say. But yeah, Are you going to nice enter the Gallo Dark? The Gallo Dark. Presumably are we going to hold off on, to sh- on showing the Kroot until... After the Imperial Navy, oh, yeah. or are we going to oh, go yeah. straight to no, the- no. Okay, cool, cool. No, 100%. Oh, yeah. we'll, oh you've, we'll, got to, we'll, you've got to keep Lloyd. We'll, we'll keep him on the hook. So, I've waited this many years. I suppose I can wait five it's minutes longer. Yeah. Uh, so, the Imperial Navy, Navy, the Navy <laughs> have been. Uh, <laughs> Navy baby have been called in when the Terminators are off doing other things on Space Hulks. They will call on the Imperial Navy to stomp onto ships with their awesome magnetic boots, uh, smash down bulkhead doors, 
with axes, of all things, uh, and uh, start blasting away at all the alien creatures inside them. I also love that half of his axes would. I would never have thought that, but there we go. Um, so, yeah, some very, very cool-looking Imperial Navy troops there that yeah, kind of silence. evoke sort of... Yeah, they do. They've got the silent look with their yeah. sort of visor and stuff. The things. visor and the, yeah. the little clippy yeah. thing at the top. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I really like the, the way they've gone for these. They've kind of got that kind of uh, sort of old-school antiquity-style diver thing going on. Yeah. Um, alongside sort of more classic uh, sort of 40K artwork from sort of like the early days and Rogue Trader and that kind of thing as well, which I think is really nice. And I think it comes together to create a really awesome-looking uh, kill team uh, armed with some pretty awesome weapons as well. It, so. it almost looks like a submarine bulkhead door. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. And the way that the um, the the shotgun is railed by the shield. Yeah. So as long as you hold onto that and just pump the shield. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, you can oh. cock it one-handed. You don't need to be already on the back doing it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hope they still have the uh, four different types of ammo. That, that was cool. a great thing about shotguns. Yeah. And if, if nobody used shotguns in Necrobonda, they were a fool. Just go hellfire, solid, scatter, or acid. That generally dealt with people every which way. Yeah. yeah. But that's an interesting thing. Oh. I like how he's got his tiny servitor playing fetch. He has, yeah, just, yeah. Is that... Is that a ladle in its mouth? Not sure, ladle. I'm not going to say what I thought that ball was. Gag. Ball gag. We yeah. all thought ball gag. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, That's all right. <laughs> Just checking. Um, yeah. So yeah, you've got people doing scanning and all that kind of things as well. I love these kind of more melee-based troops, and you've got the guy about to throw a grenade. Why you throw a grenade inside a spaceship? It explains why me, he's but, got uh, the hurt locker bomb suit yeah, on yeah. to I love protect that. him from the yeah. blast because he like knows he's, he's yeah, definitely yeah. going to feel a blast. I also like that the visor's maybe been done as like a blast visor as well. Mm. So it's like a slightly larger one so he can kind of he can absorb the light and get rid of it and that kind of thing. But yeah, I suppose everything on the Space Hulk has kind of been whacked anyway. So it doesn't necessarily matter, I suppose. You're all in your helmets and stuff. Well, then how the heck are the crew going to be alive? Oh, I'm sure there are some. Well, that's oh, why they, they pressed they the button and just vent them all. <laughs> breathe through the gills. Yeah. At the back of all of their heads on the... Our left-hand side there. They all have these little things. I imagine that's like a oxygen readout yes, for yeah, their other yeah. members of the team to check ah. where they're at, like divers would have had. That would be really cool. That's that because I can't cool. work out why else they would have it that. It doesn't look attached or anything. Would it no. not be more useful, though, if you could see it yourself? No, go, you don't need oh, to. this is the amount of oxygen I have. That's, <laughs> this forces you to work as part of a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Communication. Yep. Oh. No, no. <laughs> Jingling off by yourself. Yeah, but then maybe <laughs> there's a, but there might be a Captain Alpha strike running around in here just going, ah, I'm going to kill Definitely stuff. 100%. Yeah. They need to be kept uh, away I, by themselves. Yeah, I, I think really that's like, exactly what that yeah. is. Oh, it is attached to a tank as well. There's yeah, yeah. a tank on the back. But nice. I also really like, if you go back to the, the naval officers you were just seeing, I love that the guy who had the grenade actually has the pin in the other hand. Sometimes, yeah. So he's already oh, yanked yeah. it out and he's in the middle of throwing it. And then you've got the guy with the chain fist about to like rip through a door and all that kind of thing as well. Oh, yeah. I really like these. These are, it, these are cool. It might just be the knuckle buster though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody can be about to get a ring pull in the face. <laughs> Someone up with the I mean, owl. We don't need to look at these, do we? There's something um, called a Farstalker <laughs> Kinband. Yeah. Are these crews? Let's look at those. I've seen green. Yeah. Ooh. Look, so look, these look. are the ones. These let's are the ones see how we've seen previously. Let's, let's see how static all these poses are to go with the really static poses. Well, there's on the there's foot on rock, which is important when you're on board <laughs> yes. a ship. And there's a skull yeah. there as well. Ten yeah. out of ten. They're standing about doing nothing. 
But seriously, the, 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 saw, the, yeah. these have been built to go on board the Gallo Dark ship with the Imperial <laughs> Navy. Lovely and yet he's still got a rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. To each their own. Yeah. So we saw those. Oh, no, I don't think we saw that one at the top really left. I don't know. No, it's so. the one in the mask. Yeah. That explains so where the ball gag came from. Yes, yeah. perfect. And at least he's running forward, about to draw one of his pistols to shoot. Running. He's so. shambling forward. Uh, maybe, well, yeah. maybe crit hop like kangaroos. Oh, they might do. They're supposed to move fast. That's one of the things <laughs> they do. Okay, so Lloyd isn't impressed so far. What about now? Kneeling, not moving fast. We've got someone shooting a gun. Um, going, with a regular not, crute stride, know. the usual crute stride. <laughs> <laughs> He's still not impressed. Oh, one with a couple of a dagger and a pickaxe, ready to shank some people. What do you think, Lloyd? Uh, oh god he's got he's got a slowly moving puppy as well <laughs> do like the doggo but even it's standing about what is it with oh, the crew standing around they're like the, what the hell is that we seen I this. didn't know the crew had one of those that's a massive Jeez, thing, I don't know what it? the heck that is it's going to be something toe based it's got to be um, uh, yeah. that bird looks like uh, AI made it with all the eyes oh yeah, yeah it does <laughs> So, I mean, they're kind of cool. Oh, he's got a peg leg. Well, you can see why he's just standing along. <laughs> well, that makes sense, doesn't it? But maybe they'll come up with some really dynamic poses when they redo the crit for oh, 40K. Maybe I like they'll, the... they'll have looked at this and gone, oh, they really like all the staticness. I like the skull <laughs> with the one big eye. I think that's because there's a, a leather thing through the middle. Yeah, yeah. there's a leather thong through. Oh, the that's what it is coming out through the hole. Ah, I see. I like that prosthetic leg. Though. I think that's really that's a really nice addition. <laughs> that's cool. And I like that their guns have everything strapped onto them, and also they fold down as well because you can see in the middle there's like a little like folding section. So or something. Is, so. is that an Eldar? Necklace he's got wrapped. It looks like it. a little Eldar charm, doesn't it? It's, yeah. all, it's all it's all it's all pirates of the crew to be in. Crew to be, oh, oh my dear. god! <laughs> How can you live with yourself? Oh dear! I don't and think that, that, is that it? That's it. That's it. That's they're it. all what really you... nice looking, but they're all really bloody standy about it. That's that's, he... that's what the crude box has had for years and years and years. Is oh, there's, there's two two types of legs, two, and they're both <laughs> just sort of wandering forward. They're not running. They're not leaping. They're just. Two sets of legs basically doing the same thing, just dandering along. It's a terrible shame, isn't no. it? Oh, you no. wait 20 years for new crits. <laughs> and I get this. <laughs> oh, where's all so the... Ah, where's all the... I want, I want a crude like doing a flipping flying kick to someone's yeah. face. I guess, I guess you just don't always get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna bring Lloyd up so I can see his tears in real time. Right? You, you, no, you do. You. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, that, that's I've done. I'm done complaining. <laughs> like this would have been epic. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than just standing about. Oh dear. <laughs> you get you get what I mean. Oh, I know no, the audience yeah, gets yeah. what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They look pretty, but pretty static. Well, the weird thing is. Fast moving aliens, all about getting up in your face, yeah, punching you. Who don't do anything except shamble along like a granny. Uh, and they're all kind of in uh, actors' pose. They're no more dynamic than the slowly moving 
deep sea divers who are covered in bloody armor and can't move fast. Well, yay! So I do, I do see your, I do see your complaint. Yeah, for me, like I would have thought, ooh, a crew, ooh, in a actually, space this house. guy's slightly more dynamic than the crew at the back. Especially She's got contrast. One off the ground. And I don't yeah. think any other crew has one foot off the ground. Exactly. Not one. Look, go back through that. Not one of them has lifted its foot. That's how, that's, on the rock. that's how slow they're moving. Even the croutons <laughs> don't lift a foot. Yep. They really just all, low gravity. Low. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you have it. Uh, the, uh, yeah. the gallow right dark as well. Mm-hmm. Just, so there's the, the 10 crew in the set alongside the, uh, the, uh, the crew hounds. Mm. So there we go. And then there's also all of this space hulky type terrain as well. So if you want to play interiors, you can do that. They have said that they the um, bottom plate mm-hmm. has been designed so that it can be used for warp, for ceilings or something as well. I think. Right. Although that doesn't. Although that looks like a mat, doesn't it? Which is really weird. Yes. It is. A, they had they had they had photos from the last one where it where they had like ceiling tiles. Mm. So maybe they're going to be coming out in a future thing. I don't know, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah. You get all the other stuff. Everybody else knows what comes in a starter set. Um, but yeah. Um, there you go. Warhammer Kill Team into the old people's home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can tick it off that Lloyd was not impressed by the secret crew that we snuck in at the end of it the It's so annoying because they were so close. <laughs> Having variety is great, oh, but just yeah. no movement. I, I don't know what I, I like more. The fact that they finally released crew and they're not the snuff. <laughs> Or if they just kept not giving you any crew, I don't know which one I, I would have preferred more. <laughs> having seen, having seen how that's gone, uh, I think that's a fantastic way down the news. <laughs> shall we? Shall we actually go ahead and take a look at our three D print? Right, who have we got for the three D printing then, Ben? Uh, so, moving into the world of 3D printing, uh, we are looking at RKX Miniatures, uh, who I actually stumbled onto fairly recently when it came to um, uh, sort of 3D printing and, and the world of uh, diving into digital and STL files and that kind of stuff. Um, mainly because I'd seen someone talking about them from a World War II standpoint, and this was the thing that really interested me. So they have done Kickstarters and things in the past, but more recently they've been adding a lot of their Kickstarter elements to their web store and you're able to pick up a whole host of very cool stl files for use in your world war ii games that cover infantry vehicles and all sorts of different things as well uh, they also do some physical miniatures but we'll talk about that later <laughs> uh, so if you click on to shop there jerry and just start scrolling down you'll see what i mean so yeah so just to so just to say that again this is a mix of physical stuff and yes. STLs they have on their website. Yeah, but for the most part, a lot of their stuff that's been added to the uh, store most recently is their STL stuff that you can mm. see there. So right. they have put together a whole bunch of infantry crews, specialists, tanks, terrain, and all sorts of different things like that for you to use in your, in your games. Some of the stuff that I was really drawn to to begin with was the actual multi-part kit. So if you open up the US multi-part and the German multi-part kits, mm-hmm. Um, they come with a selection of bodies for you to use as kind of like the base layer. And then you can plug on uh, yeah. weapons and heads and all sorts of different things as, as an STL, STL kit and just have fun with it. Look at that. Really That's good. awesome. Look, go, scroll down. Look, he's lifted movement. his foot. He's, he's running. <laughs> he's running. He's, he's running. You get an idea of yeah. movement. 
<laughs> you also might have noticed a, a certain theme in terms of the sort of like the dress and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you're thinking winter <laughs> with your US and Germans, then that's definitely a way to go with these. And again, the German kit is just as, as detailed and fun. Oh, wow. Really good like work on the actual sculpts themselves, I think. Uh, and then you, as you can see, I think the, the fact that they've done them as a multi-part kit is a really nice step in the right direction because it means that you can make a 10-man squad yeah, using the same three bodies, but you can play around with all the weapon options, play around with the different heads and the kit that's there then that's then attached to them in order to make them feel and look unique at the same time, yeah. which I think is really nice. Uh, so yeah, some very good stuff on that front. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of painted stuff as well. And as you can see, they've done specialist teams um, carrying rocket launchers and machine guns and all sorts of different things as well. And uh, I think the finished articles actually look really nice. Um, and obviously, you'll be able to get even higher fidelity and all that kind of stuff as well. Once you, if you're printing on uh, better printers and all that kind of stuff as well. So, but yeah, I think that's a pretty decent way to start putting together US and German forces for World War Two and having fun with it, which is quite nice. So, yeah, they've got some fantastic looking infantry in there and support yes. weapons. Yeah. Um, oh, Panzerstreck teams. They're all yeah, Panzerstreck team. Mm -hmm. I will just say, why would you not? Aww. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you want to punch massive holes into all the armor, use the massive drain pipe. <laughs> very few things are going to stop that. Yeah. It's what the uh, Americans base their bazookas on. <laughs> They're cute. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, I, I just, like that. Yeah. I would have him up against something though, like up against a tree. A tree, yeah, uh, yeah. as if he's just sitting with his back to it. Mm. He's, got kind of like, he's got kind of like an on patrol, well, sort of, well, well like on an Overwatch kind of yeah, thing. Just going waiting. On. Yeah, but he even just... he looks more dynamic sitting on his ass than some of those. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to let it go. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. If I'd waited twenty odd years, no. for the movie, something like that. I'd uh, I'd ghillie suit that Je uh, the German sniper. <laughs> oh yeah, give some stuff onto him. Tap put some, put some trees more. on top of his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hard a little bit more. Fox mm. grenadier. Mm. I, I mean, just even that's really awesome as well. One running. Yeah. One jogging alongside. With <laughs> Two uh, running. Ruined your day, isn't it? Two just running and one guy walking briskly. <laughs> only only three of them deciding that white was the right way to go as well. Yeah. So, but yeah. it's winter, so <laughs> yeah. you, you mix and match. The nice thing is their smocks are all um, reversible, so they'll have winter oh, on one side and autumn on the cool. other. That's cool. Yeah. Which is good, depending on the amount of um, scrubland or very true uh, yeah. snow you've got yeah. to contend with. Yeah, but uh, while their infantry kits are very nice, I think yeah. one of the things that draws a lot of people to them is their tanks. Um, uh, they do a fair selection when it comes to tanks, and um, I know a lot of people in the comments when I was talking about them. Uh, doing um, sort of machine gun kits and, and stuff for the US, they were like, well, I know where I'm going to get my next vehicles. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh my God, I looked a little bit deeper onto their site and they do some very, very cool kits um, for units. use in your, wow. uh, and gun. In your games. Yeah. Oh, it's even got the boonies on. Does it deploy? Because <laughs> I see there's multiple pictures. Oh. If it's click the arrow off, on the right there. there we go. Go. Just shift us out of our way. I was hoping <laughs> I could click the little buttons like the last one. Oh, there's some nice detail on that. Yeah, I can see why people are coming here, Ben. Yeah, and I how think much is that? that? Um, go back and have a look. Uh, six pounds for the STL for long mm -hmm. tom. Oh, yes. When that in resin probably costing you uh, double, 
maybe even triple, perhaps. Mm. <laughs> and 28 mil. Yeah, 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 and 28 mil. Yeah. And the, the nice thing, I think, as well, when it comes to 3D printing these larger things as well, especially vehicles, is that because you're not having to deal with folds of cloth and fabric and organic elements of miniatures, mm-hmm. I think you can really hone in on detail with the 3D print, well, with the renders, and then finally with the 3D prints as well. So it means you get some very, very nice kits coming out of uh, these companies and for you know under 10 quid for the most part which is just wild <laughs> yeah it's bananas so, yeah it just cost you the resin <laughs> so yeah just gonna Great. click on things as i go if anybody spots oh, anything yeah. they want to see otters oh so, so this is their physical stuff at the bottom which we will come to in a little bit but uh, <laughs> but yeah uh, as i say like a, a nice range of tanks i mean admittedly i don't know what half these tanks do or why they're different but you know they've put together a bunch of them yeah. so that must be good right well, that, so. well that's a panzer four <laughs> Um, towards the end of the war, they started to run out of components to build things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they ended up having to double back. So instead of putting a turret on top, they turned it into a tank hunter. Uh, okay. That's where you get the sort of the, and then the L70 is the, the long range train pipe of a gun. I'm, on I'm it fairly well. sure that John has probably told me this before, but I just heard wah, 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 wah. And then the Jagdpanzer 38, which everybody calls a Hetzer. Hetzer's oh, Hetzer. yes. The tiny little tank hunter. It's so adorable. It's like a turtle. <laughs> How cute oh. it is. I like the ambush camo as well that somebody's decided to take the time to do. God bless yeah. them. So if you turn it over, it won't be coming back. It won't be turning back over again. No. no. no Just turn it over and leave it in the sun. That's <laughs> That's how it works with tanks. Uh, but yes, 100%. so uh, RKX actually um, did a lot of stuff um, earlier on in their sort of life, effectively making these kits, as you can see here. Uh, so they actually worked on doing all these things themselves and selling the resins, as you can see, uh, and having fun with that. So um, if, if you're someone who doesn't like the idea of doing the whole 3D printing malarkey, uh, but they do a particular tank or vehicle that you really like, you can come and check out and, uh, and buy the boxes as well, which again, are actually at a pretty reasonable price at the same time. I think they, they could yeah. be selling those STL files a bit cheaper, to be honest. You think? SEL. Yeah, I do think I could knock another cover oh. or two off oh. the STL file prices. Oh. I think they're pretty reasonable. Controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. I, yeah, you, you, you can say what you want. But we've discussed this one before, actually, on a, a previous XLBS for backstage people about are people underselling them. Mm. And uh, £15, there's, there's a bit of a back and forth on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think 750 is unreasonable for no, the designs. For tank. Yeah. And then That's afterwards, right. you're printing it for pennies. So. And print as many as you want, realistically. Yeah, but I think if they sold it cheaper, they'd have more. Maybe they would have less. Mm, I'm or trying to think about people just sharing the files around with each other. Maybe they would just have the same. I, don't, I think there tends to be a fairly nice community around 3D printing where they kind of do as much as they can to not... Sh- I mean, I know people do share, obviously, but... <laughs> But yeah, you'd hope they'd be like, maybe you should go and buy your own bloody tank. I mean, <laughs> this is uh, interesting. So the, yeah, uh, this is from the Kickstarter that they were doing. So. Oh, look, okay, nice. Yeah, so the most recent stuff they've added comes via their last Kickstarter. <laughs> and if you want to get the STLs from this, you can up until the end of August as part of a late pledge, uh, of which we've had a look at a few of them, but there's actually a big galvy bucket load of stls in there for 55 quid which includes i think like yeah 12 vehicles i think 
pretty much anybody who's involved kicking in around the uh, Hurtigan Forest between sort of September and whenever that battle ended. That's really nice. Sort of yeah, it's interesting, isn't 45. it? Yeah. I like that. I like the fact I, I, that they've got all of it. Yeah, it's, it's as you say, I think it's nice that they've not just done the tanks, they've done all the other vehicles that would vehicles. have been around at the time. So it allows you to make very interesting tabletops. Yeah, of tractor units models, support, yeah. depending on what part of the um, the battle you happen to be yeah. reenacting or dealing yeah. with. But yeah, uh, nice. it's some very nice stuff. And, and it, as I say, it's one of these... Uh, creators that I basically stumbled on and was like, well, that's, we need to talk about them again. <laughs> uh, especially since they have their own store where they sell a bunch of this stuff rather than just through Patreon or um, on my mini factory and that kind of thing. So, so yeah. There you go. Up, in, up until the 30th of August, if you want that's to That's quite there. a nice yeah, chunky bundle there. Chunky bundle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, so if you want it slightly cheaper than what they're selling the individual STLs for, like Lloydwood, <laughs> uh, back that uh, back that Kickstarter the late pledge because yeah. the stuff's already out there what was that 55 pounds was it 55 euros yeah, yeah I'll have a look at some of their uh, stuff in the gallery how many was there 14 or something mm. items in that 15 mm. items uh, including multi-part kits 4, yeah. 6 ES 10 12 14 16 17 and some of those right. are multi-part squads I think, so it's that, all the German, I think it's all the German stuff isn't it that's yeah. right three, I mean, there's some US as well 3.2 is this pounds or euros we're looking at? Pounds. Pounds. That's a three three pounds twenty each approximately. That's awesome. So that's a little cheaper than I even think they should go. But then that's that's why you should be involved. Go in for the bundle. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like these. These are nice little display bases for them. Yeah. And yeah. Still pop it's, them it, out and play bolt action or chain of command or what have yeah. you with it. I think one of the nice things about this is that you're you're seeing a company that is like been in the sphere of world war ii for a while mm. so they've really sort of latched onto what people want and the kind of designs and all that kind of thing so it's not just some sort of up you know new and upcoming thing they, they've 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 definitely working on this stuff for a little bit and uh know their business as it yeah. well the so. great thing about world war ii is you can't make a model that nobody wants well exactly yeah yeah <laughs> someone will want some, something yeah <laughs> You know, you're not going to make a model and everyone go, that tank looks crap. Would you make that for? That was crap design. Well, it's not my design. It's the real design. Mm. You either I mean, want them, it or you don't. There may only be five people in the world who play Italians in World War II, but they will want those those tanks at some point in the future. Well, so. there's a need. <laughs> That's why you want to play early war and mid-war. Mm. Were Italians still mm. in mid-war? Did they make uh, it? They were on their way out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technic Technically, they were still there till the end of the war because... They they fought on both sides at the end. They did, yeah. Um, but yeah, not as a major fighting force, mind you, but more sort of partisan sort of stuff. It's a really nice flak there. Mm. Very there would have been a train, oh, but a train. Oh, just in your head, you can imagine just off to one side, a massive, <laughs> massive train just parked there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I think it's well worth going and check stuff. them out and see what you think. Maybe even pick up the the physical kits if you want to, rather than just going down the three D printing route. But uh, no, one to definitely watch. Because I, I would imagine they'll probably be back on Kickstarter in the near future with even more. So keep an eye out. Well, yeah. Also, at the moment, though, you can only get the STLs because they're changing their casting yes. setup. So yeah. no physical models in the store until they've got that moved and sorted. Uh, but you can still grab the STLs if you're interested. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. 
Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Right, Benjamino, we're going to be taking a look at a crowdfunding campaign all about Bloodstones now. Yes. I'm a huge fan of the John Shannon novels by David Gemmell, of which... Bloodstone. I don't think this is related. <laughs> but why would you why would you say if it wasn't? It might be. The is Jerusalem it set, Man is awesome. Is it set in the world of Fal? No, it's set in the In which world case in it future. isn't. It's fine. Oh, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a uh, game found product uh, that is coming from Martin Wallace, who is a renowned board game designer and creator who has been in the industry for donkey's years. Uh, and this is called Bloodstones. And Bloodstones is a new board game war game with mm-hmm. asymmetrical factions set mm-hmm. in the fantasy world of Fal. Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> so the game can be played between two and four players, and each of you will take control of a faction that is entirely unique from each other. You have the Dragon Riders, you have the Horse Lords, the Hill Folk, and the Necromancers. One of the cool things about this game uh, is, well, at its basic premise, you're trying to get victory points. How do you get victory points? You win victory points from... Uh, I said victory points way too many times there. You get, <laughs> you get points from winning battles, uh, raiding villages, attacking citadels, and also protecting your own sort of special locations on the board at the same time. Um, each of the factions then comes with their own sort of unique creatures and characters within them. So, nice. for example, the dragon riders can use their dragons to fly long distances. The horse lords get more cards in their collection and can use their horses to travel further and all that kind of stuff as well, which is really nice. The hill folk can call on mighty giants uh, that will smash through enemies and destroy them and basically use nature. And the necromancers, as you would imagine by the name, can summon up the undead to create more units on the tabletop. Now, this is a war game, but it uses no dice because everything is driven by the tiles that you're seeing. Those little tiny domino style tiles. Mm -hmm. Now, those are used as both the currency for the game. So they're used to pay for units to build to bring them into play, for building upgrades, um, for settling combats, and all sorts of other things. Most importantly, obviously, they're used to represent your units on the tabletop. So you'll be moving them around into places, conquering lands, fighting in battles, and all that kind of thing, using these different tokens. They're drawn from a bag, and then you have a selection of them that you use in your hand, And then you'll be using them based on the kind of uh, sort of actions you want to take during your turn. Mm -hmm. The other really cool thing about your turn in this game is that you're not limited to maybe like two or three actions. You can do as many actions as you think you should uh, without exhausting yourself. So it's all about sort of like working out where to spend your resources and all that kind of thing, which I think is really nice. Um, The actual sort of combat, for example, just to give you kind of like a quick breakdown. In fact, it's showing you here. Why do I need to talk about it? But (laughs) you would normally compare the pips on the side of those, and then you can spend tiles from uh, your bags and things in order to kind of add more to your total. And then when you lose, et cetera, you'll lose a certain amount of tiles and some will be moved into different locations, retreat and that kind of thing. So very standard kind of war game sort of parlance. If you've played anything like Game of Thrones, for example, you'll be very familiar with that kind of thing. Um, The map that they've got for the game, uh, in the base set at least, uh, can be set up in different ways and you can start in different locations. 
wherever you like, so you change things between games. The other thing they've done with this is that they've added a whole bunch of additional stuff into the mix. So because it's on GameFound, that means there's going to be some stretch goals. So you can get the Corsairs, who come with boats, which is pretty cool, and the Chaos Hordes as bonus factions, taking it up to from uh, four to five to six factions to choose from in your games. And they've added three new maps into the mix as well. So if you want to mix things up even more, you can throw in a couple of additional maps and have fun with that and see what you think. Um, additional maps, in many respects, I think is yes. more interesting to me than additional factions. Yeah, because I think oh, it adds different tactical options. I yeah. think, so. so I know you said they're stretch goals. Are they Kickstarter exclusive? Uh, not Kickstarter. Account crowdfunding exclusive stretch goals? Uh, do I don't know. Be? I think they're going to be available at retail in the future, but don't quote yes. me on that. You'll probably have to scroll through and see. I think they are probably fine. But yeah, they're also working on a solo mode. You can download the rulebook and have a look through the game already. It seems like a long rule book, but when I was reading through it, it's very, very simple in, in actuality. A lot of the complexity comes in the idea of your choices and how you're going to think tactically on the tabletop. Um, you can also play a tabletop simulator version as well. Um, so if you want to dive in and have a go at the game digitally, you can also do that at the same time. Ooh. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I don't see anything in there saying that any of them are um no i think i think it's tied to the the campaign i think it's just a case of once it's unlocked it's unlocked so it will be available if uh, people go for the retail pledges and the like yeah seeing what it's like price wise because shipping is a killer at the moment shipping can be quite ghost (laughs) that's that's not bad for ireland god bless us where's the uk lurking uh, we cannot ship to the no. <laughs> I can't see it. I don't is think it, can, is it coming it. from the UK? Is that why it's not listed? It might even be from the Potentially, UK. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but unless people are going to go around and pick it up from them, theoretically, yeah, you they know. have to pay you shipping never know. from the UK. <laughs> oh, no, it is our shipping fulfillment provider gives us in pounds, so I presume they are in UK. Oh, there we go. Yeah, they just forgot to list it. Yeah, they forgot to list <laughs> how much it'll cost. It will cost you whatever it costs. <laughs> come to the come to the warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Collect these yeah. Interesting looking game. I think it looks really yeah. fun. Yeah. It's like, very interesting. I like the um, the fact that you're uh, not being tied to a dice because anybody's ever seen me roll a dice at any <laughs> stage ever. Well, yes. No, that does not yeah. end well for me. So I like <laughs> I like the clarity of going. I've got a hand with twelve pips worth of stuff in there, and I've got fourteen pips on those two locations, and I can yes. therefore send X number in. I know I can reinforce it if needs be. It's it, at that point it comes down to risk reward between me and my opponent as to who wants to throw the most resources and claim that area, and not am I going to roll a one and have wasted that army. Um, yes. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I like it. Yeah. It's a good looking game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really. I, I think the artwork. I'm a little. Yeah. I, I, I'm not so fussed on the cover, but yeah. I think the, the actual map. artwork. Yeah, I think the map's really nice. I think the little tiny pieces with those kind of runic inscriptions and all that kind of thing and stuff. I think they look lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, no miniatures involved because you don't need them all the time. There we go. So yeah, correct. <laughs> well, they didn't say what the. Um... Dominoes are being made out of? Are they plastic or? I think they're plastic. Presumably, they must be plastic. It's too cheap for them to be wood. Yeah. Look at look at that. the look look at the look of disgust on Lloyd's face. I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too busy looking. I'm still I'm still not over the crew. I'm comforting oh, myself. Okay, right, okay, I'm comforting okay. myself. Oh, my, oh, my wow. stress ball. <laughs> that 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 sums it up right there. 
Oh, Lloyd. <laughs> he is a little grumpy monkey. Right. Oh. There are 12 days left on Bloodstones. Yes. Uh, which yeah. has nothing to do with the Jerusalem man, John Shire. <laughs> uh, and that wraps us up for this week. Uh, let us know what you think of the fantastic poses of all the crew below uh, and whether or not Lloyd needs to dry his eyes. Uh, we shall return on Sunday with the XLBS for our Cult of Games members. You can join us over on tabletop.com uh, where we witter on about our hobby and yours. And this week, Warren's been up to some game development. Ooh. If you're not already a cultist, you can join us for 30 days with a free trial. And otherwise, we will see you again next week for more of the same. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.